A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night. Sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Medical phobia is honestly so pervasive. Like, I just went in, I'm getting a COVID test, and they had to do a blood, blood pressure test. They didn't have a blood pressure cuff that fit my arm. So in turn, first of all, it was painful. Do you think you need to do a better job at messaging and going forward, how do you sell this if ultimately you have to... Well, I think you all could do a better job of selling it, to be very frank with you. If you want to debate or argue or fight or f*** with me, on, on politics, I'll take it all day long. I know there was a little um, hubbub over the course of the last few days uh, about uh, Southwest Airlines. We now know that some of those claims were absolutely false and actually the issues were uh, completely unrelated to vaccine mandates. Right. Do we know that? I don't know if we know that. I don't know. Sorry, I was a little distracted because I was... Uh, Seeing what, uh, what's the name of this, um, musical artist, Lizzo, Lizzo, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. She was at, She's uh, rotund. She was at Cardi B's birthday party. She wore a really, really nice outfit that you oh, should good. take a peek at. I just sent it to you in, in the Twitter, good. but yeah, Let it's me a, take a look think here. Megan Can't Fox, we... um, thank you. Megan oh, Fox good. or oh, like Kim Megan Kardashian Fox. style, uh, style much like that. I think you'll like it. It really um, because I know that you're taking a stand against fat phobia. I assume you'll see no problem <laughs> here with this. So I'm looking at it now. It's completely uh, transparent. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, she's a Whatever. larger. She's a larger Alice. young lady. But, Alice. you know, that's what I'm saying. You're taking a stand against fat phobia. So, <sighs> you know, I mean, like, if we like that, we have, if we like Megan Fox naked on yes, the red I, carpet, I don't see then the there's whatsoever. no difference, right? All right, Alice. So let's talk about today's, okay. the, the newest tragedy today. We're going to get to the infrastructure bill. We're going to get to, even though it hurts me to do it, we're going to get to John Gruden and some other stuff as well. And just kind of talk about a little bit. Of John Gruden and the difference between today and other times in the world. Um, sorry, stay there. Oh, hold on. You good? I'm good. How are you? you good? Check, check. Check one, two. Yes, Alice. Some, at some point, we're going to have to make some decisions when it comes to this equipment. You keep saying that. Check we one, keep putting two. out podcasts, so. <clears throat> so today is, uh, well, no, it's not rock bottom. Today's not rock bottom. <clears throat> but so today. After my uh, shit, fuck, Jesus! Hello, 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 <coughs> hello. That can't be happening. Can now. you? That can't um, be. It's too can early. Can you? <laughs> can okay. Can you go talk to your siblings, please? Go talk to Sally and James. They'll Thank help you. you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, did I swear? I don't even remember. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know, honey. So as you know, yesterday I meant to get my toe fixed. Instead, there was no toe fix. No, nothing happened. And as a matter of fact, the doctor you experienced medicalized fat phobia. Yeah, I experienced medicalized fat phobia. The thing did hurt actually. The first time they took my blood blood pressure and then called an emergency and <laughs> told me I was stroking out right there essentially. Mm-hmm. So now we're trying to get me some 
pills to push my stroke off a little bit. And um, so desperately trying to get pills. But you're not allowed to get lisinopril. It's the most banned substance on the face of the earth. So we're trying to get a doctor's appointment to get lisinopril, which is just fat guy stuff for blood pressure. You can't. You can't, you can't get it. can't be done for some reason. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. The healthcare system is working, working just fine. I have been a working human being since I was a teenager, paying health insurance my entire effing life. Really didn't need it until mm-hmm. I became ridiculously fat in my 30s. Have done everything I'm supposed to do. Just give the fat guy his stuff. It can't happen. I just well, want Amazon to try to do it. It can't happen, can't happen, can't happen, can't happen, can't happen. Yeah, for some reason, and I think that it's... I, I, I just don't see the problem. Why? It's fine. That's fine. Okay, forget it. Forget it. I'm not allowed to have it. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, well, now I'm going to try to get it legally. So you should okay. be the first to hear. Guys, I'm going to try to get some illegally. This is where it is now. Where I'm going to meet <laughs> a guy in know, a parking lot with a baggie. If you know any listen to Pearl dealers, yeah. text Tom. Ridiculous. Because the bureaucracy makes it so I'm not allowed to just have this. God forbid I just can have this listen to Pearl because I might get absolutely not high off of it because it doesn't do anything. Well, I think what's interesting, too, is that um, so I tried to get you your appointment and they said they could take you in the middle of your workday on this Thursday or next year. Those were the two options they had for an appointment. Like, finally, I, uh, and they said if you went in next year that they wouldn't write the prescription because that was too far away. So God forbid that they lose so, track of some like, Lucinopril. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, so this is what's weird to me is like, I, and you know, we were talking about the Southwest Airlines thing yesterday, right? But like, the thing is like a lot of parts of the economy are getting, are broken now and screwed up, including um, the huge staffing problems in the medical industry. I mean, you know this because you were working in the news before and the hospitals were laying people off during COVID because mm-hmm. they were losing money because they were not, they were canceling all the procedures that they make all money them, from. Right. So they were getting rid of people. They've had tons of layoffs. They haven't been able to get people back. Now they're firing people for vaccine mandates and everything else. I mean, it's uh, problematic. And then on top of that, there's now a spike in demand because a bunch of people that put a bunch of stuff off have all like come back into mm-hmm. the medical system now and are trying to get okay, care. Are we going to get back to my prescription? We will. We, okay. I, we will. But I just want to make this point quickly that like this sort of problem of the difficulty of like trying to get stuff out of the medical system that's like bad because it's overblown and screwed up at the best of times is now like drastically worsened and you have to wonder how many people like I mean how many people don't have an Alice to sit on hold with different doctor's (laughs) offices and giving people insurance information and calling them back and calling CVS and like it's a huge pain in the butt and you have to have a lot of time to deal with it and like mostly I think there are a ton of people out there who are dealing with other stuff who just won't get medical care, won't get screenings. The appointments are too far away. They're going to, you know, essentially fall that have fallen out of the medical system during the pandemic and aren't going to go back in until it's too late to deal with some of their problems, like cancers that aren't going to get discovered in time and other stuff that's going to happen. Like, pe- I mean, if you hadn't gone for your stupid toe yesterday, we would not have had the same and had your blood pressure read. I don't think we would have done that today. Like we wouldn't have had the same sense of urgency Mm. to deal with the appointment. Like how many people out there are wandering around with their blood pressure too high about to keel over or are wandering around with like a tumor growing somewhere that they could deal with now if they went and dealt with it, but they can't because getting an appointment is such a hassle and so far away. And like, I mean, like I said, this stuff is annoying to deal with at the best of times, but right now it's like a nightmare. It's impossible. Even to get a, a primary <laughs> care doctor can take like months and months and months. Right. So the fact that you can't just get the stuff is, is effing ridiculous. So that's fine. I don't want to bother you guys with that. You've got your own problems with your own stuff. Here's, here's the beautiful thing now. Mm-hmm. So today, against doctor's orders, who tells me essentially I need to lay prone or else I'm going to stroke out. <laughs> I go to right near the clinic, as a matter of fact, I go to Planet Fitness, Mm -hmm. which is where I go a couple or a few times a week, depending, to work out. I listen to podcasts, and I work out in my little arms and little other things, and... um, It brings you happiness. It it brings me great happiness. I get lost in my own zone. I found it to be very relaxing. It's Mm -hmm. it's not a lughead gym, even though I do want to murder about three-fourths of the people I come in to see there, just for... 
for not wiping or the way they wipe equipment reasons or sometimes there's a couple of hardos who like will work out really hard on a piece of machinery and then feel the need to aggressively like walk across and through the gym to like feel it working into his bones a little bit into his muscles and then come back to the machine and obviously i want to shoot those people dead but <laughs> is it a higher percent than the general population though you think or what what do you want to kill more people in the gym than in general because you want to kill a lot of people like just around in life uh, I but I think probably the, like in traffic um, anybody or with self respect in who has a, a respects the amount a limited amount of time you have on Earth would like to eliminate a lot of people. Certainly, <laughs> I think that's not just not me. So here's a great thing. I find happiness in this gym. I've been going regularly. I'm not a gym person. I wasn't until maybe June when I got the membership. Right. So I go in. I for some reason the app doesn't work on my phone anymore. That stopped. We, there was a billing issue a couple of months ago or a month and a half ago. When do you think that was? A few months ago, because it was when my card got used. At like, was that a few months ago? It was. I think maybe March. No, because I I thought I got the the thing in June. Did I not? Maybe I didn't. I don't. No. Oh. Yeah, you got it in June because you were a few months past due because it had been well, okay, on okay, my okay, card okay, okay. and we had to get a new card or whatever. Okay, so 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 uh, I don't want to I don't want to blow this. I don't want to step on this. Okay. So, so and anyway, that's fine. So, fine. They give me a couple months ago. They give me I can't use my app anymore and 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 use the hashtag thing there to sign in. Um, I they can now give me a manual little card. Fine, whatever. I I don't get to play <laughs> on an app like everybody else does. That's great. No problem. Uh, so I've been using for the last couple of months this little manual thing, little card thing that you'd have in your keychain mm-hmm. on a little card reader when I go in there. Today, I go in there, I have my headphones on, I'm listening to a podcast, I never even mm-hmm. acknowledge, you know, somebody, I, I might can hear them faintly out of my mind saying, have a good workout, or whatever. <laughs> Today, I hit the thing, clink, going as I'm starting to get ready to begin ripping my huge uh, ripped cannon arms. Mm-hmm. Guys, oh, sir, sir, um, sir, sir, um, so there's, and I'm like, whatever, I don't even take my headphones off. I'm like, okay, he's going to tell me there's something wrong with the billing. Maybe a credit card got over, whatever it is. So I start to hand him my, uh, uh, the, uh, our bank card, prime right. bank card, whatever. The guy says, um, yeah, there's, um, the thing. So he's, um, so we're, you're overdue. And I said, how much is it overdue? He said, well, the problem is, is that, your um, he said, he said, you have a balance, but no, it's not. And I, he's nervous now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh god, oh god. Because <laughs> a couple of months ago, it took two of them to try to figure out what was wrong with billing, whatever. When they took away my app privileges, <laughs> so I said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. That we are now. We can't just handle it because it's in collection now. So your uh, membership has been revoked. But did we ever even get a notification no. that the thing... Well, no, so I have a notification from a few months ago that I've seen from ABC Gyms. Planet Fitness doesn't go by Planet Fitness to uh. search. It goes by a different thing. To, but that's fine. But anyway, it doesn't matter because I believe that I resolved this thing. Anyway, they revoked my gym membership. And you can't just pay them to get they, it back No! Now. Nope. He said he felt bad. And I'm like, really? Because I worked, I did, I spent a long time at this desk with a woman a m- month and a half ago, whatever, two, or two months ago, and so it should, everything should be fine. He said, I'm sorry. He said, uh, yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, you could, what you could do is you could pay the gym membership and then reapply to be a member if you wanted to, maybe that we could do that. Uh, or off. In other words, handle it with collections and then beg to, so, so. So I'm like, uh, and he said, oh, you know, you can, if you want to, just get one more workout in. I'm like, okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll see you later. <laughs> they freaking took my my membership. <laughs> I've never heard of this ever in my life. There You're is, canceled. I have been going in there a few days a week, clicking the thing, ding, ding, ding. And they've never told- once said, like, oh, your bill's overdue. No, the only time they said that and said there's a problem with billing, I fixed it. Right, right there. So, right. And so that's assuming that's that's a checkpoint where they would do that kind of thing. Unless they find me too physically intimidating. <laughs> but so now, suddenly, I've gone from member in good standing to banned. <laughs> you can't from, even be a member anymore. No, I can't be a member anymore. It's And it's incredible. <laughs> I don't even understand. It's like, I've You're been so there every, persecuted. Every time. Was everybody afraid to tell me that something's <laughs> going on? And I got nothing. Of course, I'm not allowed to get the app anymore. 
For right, they, they told me, sorry, but you're just going to have to use this. So I couldn't get any notification on my phone, which is where everything would be nice to see. Right. I got no special phone call, no special anything, uh, just that the I'm in trouble. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm without a gym. Now I'm looking for a, another gym. <laughs> Poor Petra. Uh, yeah. I, that's not pedophilia. <laughs> that's Petra meaning dog. It's a nickname Alice has. I <laughs> Sorry. Have. I forgot. Uh, the listeners don't right. know that. Yeah. <laughs> Poor pedophile. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So anyway, so now, you I, made that so up, now I'm a fat though, guy having I a stroke have. without medicine and without a gym. <laughs> what the hell is going on in this world? Is this serious? <laughs> Holy bleep. And a busted toe. So my other form of exercise, walking, is compromised. What are you like, going to do? What the frig? <laughs> You're I just so the, persecuted. I just need to, whatever. Fine, fine. All right. So that's my problem. It's not your problem. Forget it. <laughs> I've, I think- I, I, I've never had this before. <laughs> it's like, in the middle of COVID, can I use your facility to work out? No, <laughs> you can't. In the middle of COVID. And you're like, but I- I'll pay you. And yes. they're like, no, yeah, you no, can't anymore. No. It should have been on your app. Yeah, but you guys just continued my app. For some reason, I wasn't allowed to have app privileges two months ago. Sorry, that's where it goes. It, yeah, it died there. So with, it's impossible at this point. And then, like, it, during COVID, can I get my... Don't have a stroke medicine? Nope. No way to do it. We've got a thousand trillion available vaccines. If you want some of those, you can walk in here to any CVS and absolutely free. Get serum, serum, serum. It's so they, they make Tony Fauci erect. They could give so many. I could go uh, left and right. I could go to every CVS and Walgreens and grab vaccines or whatever. Right. But no. The one thing I need, no. Holy hell. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to talk about John Gruden for a second, Alice. Do you know John Gruden? Wait, we didn't even get to uh, the medical fat phobia. Okay. Do you want to talk about the issue of fat phobia right now? Right on, get to that? Well, yeah, because you experienced it yesterday <sighs> while we're on the topic before okay. we move off so of your problems. So this is a feminist on TikTok called Fat Fab Feminist. Medical fat phobia is honestly so pervasive. Like, I just went in, I'm getting COVID tests, flu tests, whatever. I'm feeling really bad. Um, and they had to do blood blood pressure test. You can't really see, but my arm is really red. Because they didn't have a blood pressure cuff that fit my arm. So in turn, first of all, it was painful. And second of all, they couldn't get an accurate read on my blood pressure. And this may just seem like a simple thing, but it's just so pervasive in the medical field. And genuinely impacts like every visit. Uh, Can you believe the fat phobia, how pervasive it is? You know, that was true. That thing killed my arm. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. The one that found it. No wonder I came up. The first blood pressure test was even higher than when the human being did it, like mm-hmm. in a humane way. <clears throat> it did kill my arm. But I'm not even a... Can't they take your blood pressure with a little finger thing now, though? Don't they do that? No, that's part of it. But it's the other thing. But the thing is, here's the thing. I mean, in that person right there, obviously, is very hateable. And you'd be right to want to hate her. Mm-hmm. I've thrown myself in the mercy of the court. I've said, I am a wretched glutton. <laughs> I don't want any special treatment. And I understand that, in fact, that you probably, all the medical officials, probably feel nauseated by having to prod me. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, and I live in my own shame, and I've earned it with my own bad gluttonous behavior. I'm just looking for a modicum of normalcy. <laughs> I am not looking for anything special. I understand. I, I'm. I've the fact that I've eaten myself out of, uh, you know, a J. Crew. I don't. That doesn't need to be remedied by anybody by me, but me. But I would like some fat people medicine. That's uh, that. We're at least supposed to get that, right? Supposedly. Right. So that's fine. I. She. Uh. She is. The, the, her speech pattern in, in the first nanosecond is all I need to hear. Medical fat phobia is honestly so... Per- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Medical fat phobia. so pervasive. Uh, okay. All right. I want to get to John Gruden now. Is that okay? Yeah, we can talk about John Gruden. John Gruden, Alice, wasn't so recently the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. He got busted now because he said some stuff um in emails about 10 years ago he used um misogynist homophobic language i do i was shocked actually that in the on the uh, national review podcast rich um 
Lowry actually used these words. Mm. He called Roger Goodell, commissioner, a maggot, but starts with an F. Okay. Uh, and a clueless anti-football pussycat without the cat. I mean, okay. fair. Um, he also he complained that Goodell had pressured the St. Louis Rams head coach Jeff Fisher to draft queers, quote, after the team selected Michael Sam, who's gay. And uh, the Raiders defensive end Carl Nassif became uh, the first active player to come out as gay, who, of course, Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said a bunch of other things. He called Joe Biden. In other emails, Gruden said Eric Reed, one of the football players to kneel for Ka- Kaepernick during an anthem and a pre- police protest, should be fired. Called in Vice President Joe Biden a nervous, clueless pussy. And exchanged photos. Again. <laughs> and exchanged photos of women wearing only bikini bottoms. After Sunday's game, uh, the team essentially backed him up and said he's been fine with us. He uh, also said. He also said um, something about the uh, a, an NFL guy's a black guy's lips being like tires or something. Something that would be considered a bigoted, mm-hmm. ugly statement. So, so here's my feeling on this. Okay. First of all, this is the the NFL is investigating. They're not investigating Gruden. They're investigating somebody he was emailing, somebody who works for the Washington right. Redskins. So these just got leaked because... Well, no, but, so, so, but the, in investigating somebody else, the NFL fo- found all this good stuff on Gru- Gruden because right. he was just one of the... It could be anybody from mm-hmm. a personal email account that emailed. Right. So it seems to me is like a bit of a um, you know fishing exposition, expedition. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and also, so, okay, fine. So was Gruden not allowed to... Talk to a male friend of his who's around the same age, like guys of that age talked, commonplace. Is he not allowed to? Apparently, he's not. No, he's but apparently this, not. These were his private messages, but he got, um, what's that called? Unmasked. You right, know? exactly. Which is, which is, which is, but I can tell you this, mm-hmm. that there is reality here that almost no guy, and he's 10 years older than I am, he's 58. Mm-hmm. There is not a guy in Gruden's age or my age, yeah, um, who did not have this language around them generally, or at one time or another in their youth, as absolutely commonplace. It's mm-hmm. absolutely true. Uh, it, it, the when he was called Joe Biden, um, you know when he when he's using the word. Maggot with an F. Mm-hmm. He's not actually using a slur on a homosexual person. No, he's using a slur on a non. I mean, he did say he didn't want to draft queers. Right. No, but no, no, queers no, that... is also not a slur <clears throat> because it's now been reclaimed, right? Right. No, but I, but I understand, and I'm not, I'm not defending what he said. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, when we were kids, when I was a kid and young. That word, obviously, little Tom Shattuck never used it, but everybody else playing ball would call each other maggot with an F all the time. What about the other word? Uh, the P word. All the time. You're kidding me? I mean, yeah, I feel I still like that's use, still I mean, not- I don't still use that. <laughs> my so, my friend Ken still uses that. Now, a lot of people raise the point. By the way, online. when we used it growing up, it had nothing to do with gay people. It was just <laughs> simply that term for us. Was a way to call you weak and sucky at something. Well, and even when I was in high school, like people didn't use that word so much. Like, and I went to a really liberal high school, like mm-hmm. really, really liberal. But um, you know, people did call stuff gay all the time. Right. And this was like the early two thousands, like as as an insult, not a, and they would never have said in a million years that they were homophobic. The people using that word that way, they thought right. gay people were totally fine, but they would you know say like, oh, the movie sold out. That's so gay, you know, just to mean like lame. They would use that all the time. That was like right. super common, and you absolutely cannot do that now. But it is interesting because it is such a shift, and it's so rapid, and it's like. 
It's interesting in the, that this happened, too, in the context of the Ch- Chappelle special, because one of the points that he raises in this special is that he wouldn't have been fired just for the Kaepernick comments. You know, he wouldn't have been fired for that or for saying mm-hmm. stuff about black people. Right. Like he would, you know, th- that wouldn't have happened. So who's the powerful group? Who did he get fired for insulting? gay people like and and that was like the Chappelle point is that like there's like one group of people that you can't say anything bad about or you're absolutely ostracized and fired mm-hmm. and kicked out and canceled and kicked out of everything so I, I mean it's just interesting that this happened right right there and a lot a lot of um you know black people of various political stripes have have raised this point in the context of the Gruden firing that yeah being racist wouldn't have been enough you had to be uh homophobic to get fired and and I could see if you're the Raiders, how when this comes out, you say, you know what? We don't want any of this trouble. John, time to give us your resignation. I can absolutely see that. No doubt. Especially when, you, when you're calling the commissioner a some, several things. Yeah. I do think that this, it's absolutely dirty pool what the NFL did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it was punitively done. I don't trust those people. I don't trust a room full of uh, lawyer commissioners. I mean, commissioner and his deputies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Goodell, who obviously I've had a very famous exchange with, I think he's a dishonorable guy. I don't trust him for a damn second. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I and I don't. I think all the stuff Gruden said is ugly stuff. If you're going to go after fifty year old men for sending pictures of women to each other, <laughs> um, sorry about that. Uh, I, I would never do it with they my weren't friends. Underage women or anything. I would never do like, it with my friends. I wouldn't know how to do that. But are you serious? Really? Men it, are are men. I'm sorry about that. That, that shouldn't be a problem. And, uh, whatever. So fine. They weren't underage. No. Um, uh, but so it's like. I, so yeah, here's I my thing. Really. Okay. My thing is it, it just kind of. The guy's got to go, fine, he's got to go. And he said mean, bad things, fine, I get it. It does suck that we have to be a society that's so scared of words. Yeah. And that you can't say certain words at certain times or else you have to be ruined financially. I mean, he'll be fine, but other people have to have everything, all the stuff that they made built over their lives including all the good things that they've done in many cases, all the things they've done to benefit and change lives for the better, that all of that stuff is crushed down to nothing, swept away, and all their things have to be taken from them, or the things they love have to be taken from them. Mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous that if successful businessman, you know, uh, last year during the riots, called out the riots and then was thrown out of polite society, at least a friend of mine, of ours, mm-hmm. was, and that it happens... It's the all the time you're allowed to say something. Yeah, sometimes. his entire family had to fina- yes. denounce him and kowtow yes. to the mob and hire a. You're allowed to say coach. some things sometimes, depending on when these cultural forces decide that's okay and when it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Some things you can say sometimes, sometimes not, sometimes yes, depends. And I think that is sucky to live in a world where that where that has to be that way. I wouldn't. There's nothing. I can't imagine. And because it all comes from the same place as the Eden person that, that uh, Minahan mm-hmm. had on. That somebody somewhere decided that these words are violence. Yeah. Please and, don't say it. And they're not. Right. The words are not violence. And so that we all have to have this big performative move. That's why, that's why you have so many people, you know, showing how virtuous they are with lawn signs. Because mm-hmm. if mean words are violence... The nice words are a soothing, uh, are, are a soothing elixir, right? You know, they're real activism. That's right, but if yes, are mm-hmm. mean, the nice words on your lawn sign, those bring peace and harmony and good feelings, and and the whatever is the opposite of violence, those bring peace and uh, whatever serenity. You right. know? So we're gonna do that. We won't use the bad word. I just think that sucks. It sucks. I can't believe it. I. Yeah, and it's just the time. It you know, it's the there are times when you can just get deleted. Like I told you, we, I saw Lenny Clark in um in Lowell last year or mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, whatever, at one of these breakfasts, and he was there and he did his routine, and he went so 
on PC, I was shocked because I only know him as the friendly, affable guy on radio, you know, the really nice guy, which he is. Mm-hmm. He went ethnic first and foremost, <laughs> comparing Lowell with Lawrence in ways that you're not allowed to. You are not allowed to. But he went there immediately. And his whole set was, in today's parlance, was wholly offensive. Wholly offensive. I was dying laughing. It was, half I was laughing, but I was also at the same time, he had me so, he's so good. He had me doubled over. I was never so happy and fearful that somebody was going to record him and then record the editor of the paper just double over laughing at his hate speech. (laughs) So, but do you think it's interesting that this, like, total fear of words and sense that words are violence and that words can never make people uncomfortable comes from the same group of people that run around like yelling at people in the streets and you know bothering people at night in their houses and following Kirsten Cinema into the bathroom and everything else like like oh the activism should make you uncomfortable but not jokes jokes should never make us uncomfortable yeah but they're saying that they're having to mobilize physically on people like cinema to save lives, to save the same people being hurt by Gruden's words. That's why they're doing. That's why it's okay for them to do it to throw a Molotov cocktail to, to throw a brick at a cop's head because they're saving lives. But it's just interesting to me that protest is supposed to make you uncomfortable, and uh, but. Like, humor can never make anyone uncomfortable. I mean, because isn't that sort of the point of comedy is that it's supposed to push boundaries and make you uncomfortable? And, like, don't you, aren't you able in humor to, like, you know, to question things in ways that you aren't able to, you know, to make people think about things in a different way through humor? I don't think that's the sole definition of comedy, but I think it's one of the best things about it is that the kind of comedians who are willing to go there. And say the unthinkable. And we can just just point to the roasts on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. They're unthinkable, tough-to-watch things. And I love those people who are in those roasts. I couldn't... I would be a, a broken person if I were being roasted. And they used... <laughs> Um, and I can't imagine how you can give a speech afterwards. You've got to, there's got to be some kind of drug you take just to get your nerve up. The fact that Justin Bieber stood up there while well, they completely tore him to pieces in the, in ways that would got to kill him. Um, it was just incredible. Courtney Love, did you see that one? Mm-mm. Oh, they went right to where you would think they wouldn't go. They went right to Kurt Cobain blowing his head off. You know, they were married, in case you didn't know. Did you not know? I didn't know that. You didn't? You did? I did know Okay, that. good. Okay, I'm not sure. I just want to make sure. It's, okay. It's, it'd, be, it'd be acceptable if you didn't, because you okay. were not that old. I've heard of all these people. Okay, good. <laughs> um. So, so anyway, that's where I am on... Will you... What? You talk to your kids about sending me 100 billion trillion... <laughs> App requests? I am going to swear now at your children. <laughs> Um, this is a okay. The second word is off. Sent. There's your app request, <laughs> Sally, James. Um, I think they're just hoping that eventually that you'll on, get yes that by on, um, on uh, growing pains. Rarely did that. Well, maybe that's why his kid came out so messed up. Did he? I mean, his real kid. Oh, oh, thick. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um. Okay. Uh, all right, so, so should we get to uh, some politics or no? Yeah, let's... We don't have to if you don't want to. No, I mean, I, I, I there's mean, a lot going on in the world, too. Not just, not just you know, football coaches being canceled. And oh. fat guys unable to get any medicine. <laughs> I if, know. If, yeah, we need a dealer. It's, <laughs> you can get me... What's the email? Yeah, don't call Tom's work with information yes. on how to get a legal drug. I actually <laughs> joked about that for a second today and I thought it wasn't a good sign that nobody called. Does that mean like management doesn't listen because that was problematic? But who cares? I mean, that nobody from management called. All right. So let's get to um, the infrastructure bill, where it is so far. You have essentially both Jen Psaki and uh, Nancy Pelosi suggesting that it, it seems to me that a retrenchment has happened here. 
although they're trying to keep a brave face about it. Uh, here's Saki. Uh, what our focus now is on is uh, building a real, tangible package that can become law and is going to make a transformational difference in people's lives. So, I so the qualifier is right in the front of that one. Mm-hmm. A real, tangible package that can become law. In other words, mm, that we yep. have a support on. And we all know why we're talking here about the size and, and the cuts, et cetera. But uh, a cut, uh, it's not a cut uh, just because someone once proposed something bigger on paper. No. It's not a, no. Pa- it's not a bill or a policy that's going Say to- that if it's your line item that you wanted, by yeah, the way. Yeah, if Republicans say they want something out of there, it's always called a cut. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> it is. Or if Democrats are going to lose some wish list items, they feel cut. ...going to change lives if nothing is passed. And that's what we're working through. There's a lot of ways to do that, and that's the discussion she's having with her caucus, and the president is, of course, playing a prominent role in. So the president doesn't prefer, then, one avenue or the other? The president wants to make fundamental change in our economy, and he feels coming out of the pandemic is exactly the time to do that. And if we don't do it now, if we don't address uh, the cost of child care, to go back to Josh's question earlier, if we don't uh, address the climate crisis, if we don't ensure that universal pre-K is a reality now, uh, we're we're not going to have the same opportunity to do it for some time. So that's her still, um, you know, at least hard selling around uh, mm-hmm. You know the the uh, soft infrastructure stuff that she wants, but I think they made it pretty clear that uh, they realized that the three it's point whatever come down right. significantly. But I mean, Manchin has signaled he's open to like two trillion, which is still mm-hmm. insane. So you know, who knows? So here's uh, Pelosi's version of this: the uh, Build Back Better is three baskets. It's climate, which we spent some time talking about already, health, jobs, security. And moral responsibility, health care, fam- uh, the issues that relate How to affordable baskets? care, I know, Medicare, and Medicaid, <laughs> and family care. I mentioned some of those issues already. And so uh, whatever we do, it will be transformative. It will produce results. And we would are very grateful to our president for saying, I want to pass the... Bi- so that word transformative and all these... Words, words like that, and Saki used fundamentally yes. transform the economy. Yes, yeah, those are done in service to the squad, right? And Bernie to let them know it's going to be magic unicorny anyway, even though not as big as yeah. Can. Unfortunately, um, it will fundamentally change the economy. I mean, they've already fundamentally changed the economy mm-hmm. in a lot of ways that are not good. Uh, so this is, I mean, to do more of what they're doing, it seems insane to me i i can't wrap my mind around that they look at what they've done so far and think this is going great what we need is some more of this like the, look at the economy look yeah, at the squad th- doesn't care about that they just want a big number on the infrastructure bill they don't care about the economy <laughs> <laughs> they want it to crash and crumble they don't it's just crazy to me. Like, we've done socialism everywhere. We've seen what it looks like. It looks mm-hmm. like empty grocery store shelves. It looks like, like people that. not working. It looks like, you know, flights not taking off, people not being able to go to the doctor when they need to. Like, we know that that's what happens when you make that your system. They're like, we'll try a little of it. And, like, all that stuff starts happening. And they're like, right. this is going super awesome. Like, what, what are they? Like, I just, I don't see how you can believe this stuff after you're like six you know and you're like why do we even have money wouldn't it be nice if the ice cream store would just give everybody ice cream like well yeah but it, you know like i i honestly like it's, i just yeah. i don't understand how people go through it's life a, it's a freshman in college like, coming home just... for the thanksgiving after the first semester i mean i it's so insane to me. I I don't understand how like anybody can think this stuff is a good idea. And like and then you can see it in action. You can see the economy right now. You can see what's happening. And they're like they're just lying. Like no, it was the weather. No, it's the hospitals are overwhelmed because COVID. There's no staffing shortage. That's made up. Everything's fine. Like oh really? Oh really? Yeah, everything's fine. Well, did you really need all those different things on the grocery store shelves anyway? You know, right, like- <laughs> and then you show the, the spike in murders over the last year and a half, like, mm-hmm. uh, gun shows. Like, yeah? <laughs> are you sure? Because the gun shows are way over there, and all the murders are way over there. Are you sure? Bipartisan 
bipartisan um, legislation on infrastructure, but I will not confine my vision for the future to what is, can be in that bill. Hence, we need the Build Back Better. The She's a mess. She is, yeah. I I mean, also, it just worries me, too, just as a side note, like, in a nonpartisan way, it concerns me that everybody in our government is approximately 100 years old. Correct. Like, that's a problem. Like, we joked about whatever your Connecticut senator there and asking if they were going to ban Finsta. And, like, but... It's, like, seriously crazy. I was looking up, like, who's in line for the presidency if anything happened to Biden, right? So it's Biden, who's 100, and then Mm -hmm. Kamala, who's normal, and then there's Pelosi, who's, like, 100, and then it's Chuck Grassley is, like, the next person. He's, (laughs) like, might be literally 100. (laughs) He is He's running again for (laughs) re-election. It's insane. It's insane. Why are we, like, is there no, I mean, this is not, it's not good because, and you and I know, like we've all known elderly people who are wonderful and have contributed massive amounts of things to this country and who I adore. But I just like, I I get a little concerned that like the people that are actually in charge of any, everything have completely lost their fastball because people slow down. You can't do as much stuff. You can't hold on to as many things in your head. Yeah, but they you, don't like, have don't- to know anything but how to do washington dc well but maybe that's not good it's not good it's not good because most of america is not washington dc but i think that there are a lot of people that buy into the idea that we need like a professional political class like you'll hear people say that like that was one of the arguments about trump like oh well he's not a politician he doesn't know how they do things blah 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 and like i think that a lot of people think that you know, that we need a group of people whose expertise and life's work and career is politics, which is yeah. like the opposite of how the framers saw it and everybody well, else. Well, right. And that's why you have a guy like Trump who wouldn't know that it makes Washington sense that there's a consensus amongst uh, bureaucrats and and uh, politicians that it's perfectly reasonable to leave all the equipment in Afghanistan. A guy like Trump from the private sector would say, what the F are you talking about? We're not leaving anything. You kidding me? Yeah. Take it with us and blow up anything you don't. But no, 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 no. In Washington, sir, you don't just don't get how things work around here. There mm-hmm. are considerations and there are uh, there, there's the uh, appearance of what would happen if we tried to get the stuff out of there. And there's all sorts of cons- And Washington would just mix it up in the Washington blender until it was something <laughs> that the room was just battered with. And would just say, mm-hmm. okay, yes, leave it there. That makes sense. <laughs> and that's I what- know. They're lunatics. I like... I- it's so crazy to me. And they've all like become hugely wealthy from being there. It's Yes. Well imagine the communication shop. Imagine somebody at the table had to say, Oh, um, okay, the presidential briefing today, what are you seeing out there? What are you seeing on social media? What are you seeing? Uh, okay, there's this picture that shows a border patrol on a horse. All right, guys, what can we do with the spitball? Spitball, spitball. Um, to me, that's a very alarming image that brings up pictures of Jim Crow South and whipping somebody. Okay, good. And they're throwing it right on the board. In Washington, it makes sense. And it makes total sense. Okay, mm-hmm. he's whipping somebody, whipping somebody. Other people, ideas, ideas. Well, to me, it looks like he's trying to uh, bear down on a Haitian using an animal and uh, and st- drive him into the water. Very good, good. That's right. With no thought, that nobody, there's no moral compass in the room. Right. It's just simply Washington messengers, messaging uh, a shop, and it's fine. And mm-hmm. then they say, okay, so we've gone with whipping. We'll go with whipping here. We need something better for the president. Work something up. Well, it looks like a strap, too. Good. That way he can equivocate. Give him strap. He'll have him say strap. That way, if we they accuse him of saying whipping, then we can say, no, he said strap. <laughs> Which is not a thing. But in that room and in D.C., makes total sense. Which is why people effing hate politicians. Right. And all of these weasels. Saki up there feels that every time she's done, she feels she's done a good job. Yep, that's what I do. That's what I do. And actually, mm-hmm. it's any. It's Republican as, as well. They think that that spinning, getting out of the room safely, is doing a good job. It, mm-hmm. and it, it rarely is. It's right. rarely informative. Well, right. And the, the media feeds into it not just because they're liberals and stuff, too, but because they are into that world. Mm-hmm. And 
to them it's cool and they're like getting to be with the celebrities and they want to feel like they're at the cool kids table too it's like what you were talking about with like sports reporters who want to hook up with Mm -hmm. athletes like and but it's the same with political media and like if you look at like the way they treat like the white house correspondence dinner and stuff like that like they all they all like think they're part of the same magical glitzy elite of people it's really like they throw themselves their own yeah Academy Awards night <laughs> themselves. Look who's at whose table. Who's, who he brought? Yeah. Wow. And they like, remember when they used to hashtag it nerd prom? Yes. Like, we were the smart kids. This is like celebrities, but for the really smart kids. Like, okay, guys. Like- yeah, no kidding. Well, anyway, the smart kids got in trouble with um, Pelosi. Which I love that she said this mm-hmm. because she's noticed that they've become errant in part of their... Um, in their capacity as messengers for Democrats. Do you think you need to do a better job at messaging and going forward, how do you sell this if ultimately you have to... Well, I think you all could do a better job of selling it, to be very frank with you. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You have not been selling our legislation the way you're supposed to, Right, like you always do. Well, you did Obamacare just fine. What's the problem here? Imagine that. Imagine you could all be doing a better job. I wish there was a follow-up. I said, pardon me? What did you say? You're saying that we could do? You tell you, when I worked at the Herald, mm-hmm. and had somebody said that to one of our reporters, that would have been war. Right. On that politician it who said that. It should be. Yes. I mean, like, what's wrong? It's like, ugh, I... Yes. No, absolutely. You know if Trump had said it, they would have blown up. Oh, totally. <laughs> they would have freaked out, telling the, us what we're supposed to report. The First Amendment He's... was shattered here today. At approximately 106 was the time of death. Um, here's Saki on Southwest Airlines. Uh, do you want the long one or the short one? Um, sure. But also, wait, before you sure? finish Pelosi. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was confused for a minute. Before you finish Pelosi, did you see what she said about the $600 thing? Do you know about this? So part of yeah. the bill, part of the pay for us in the bill is that they're going to go after tax cheats more harder which of course means that they're gonna you know pump up the irs into Mm -hmm. a more powerful entity but one of the things they want to be able to do is they want the banks to report all transactions to them over six hundred dollars so that they can catch more uh income that people are making on the side so that they can make sure they're not missing any of your money to tax it uh so obviously um a lot of people don't think that that's really great that the government can see into your bank account and see every transaction of $600 or more. It seems a teensy bit invasive. And I would say the, so. One of the reporters asked Pelosi about that, and I sent you the audio I didn't of get that. It. Well, oh, well, She then. said that's what we're going to do. What did she say? She said, well, they said, you know, people are concerned about this. And she was like, people are concerned, but that's just anecdotes. And that's absolutely staying in the bill. We need to go after people who are cheating on their taxes. That's so great. We need to do that. That's great. I'm sorry, Alice. I was just looking at um, the kids in response to my... Uh, when you told them to F off yes. with their app requests? Mm-hmm. Yes. They've now sent... They've replied by sending me somehow this image of a shark eating my f off uh message to them oh wow so a shark ate it you can see it here you see the shark wow that's it, good. it ate it it ate your message yes wow that's one of them. the other one says Pff. wow so that's there you go very, very respectful Absolutely. to you although did did you know they told me today that you look like rick astley no <laughs> yeah. i'm sure they didn't just do something with the word ass in no no they were watching the uh, never gonna give you up. If he's seven hundred pounds right now, they are dead. Are <laughs> they the old Rick Astley? Yeah, and they said he kind of looks like Daddy. There you go. Damn well, good. Ki- you know what? I'm gonna get them those apps. <laughs> I'm gonna retract that. Apologize, heart, head, hat in hand. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's us, the Saki on the Southwest mm-hmm. Airlines. We played this in the beginning here. I know there was a little um, hubbub over the course of the last few days uh, about uh, Southwest Airlines. We now know that some of those claims were absolutely false, and actually the issues we were. We now know. Uh, comp- we now know. By the way, this is her rep- acting in a capacity as a reporter. Yeah. Saying, by the way, we now know that those claims were false. Wait a second. No, they can they can talk to Southwest and the airlines union, the pilots and the 
flight attendants. Mm-hmm. So now we now know. So get it straight, she's saying. Do it right, like we told you. Completely unrelated to vaccine mandates. But again, what we've seen business to business across the country is this is the way to save lives, create more certainty. It's good for the economy. Yeah. And it's something we're looking forward to implementing. A little hubbub. Mm-hmm. Just another little hubbub. You missed that flight that gets canceled. Another little hubbub. That's fine. Gas prices, another little hubbub over it. We noticed that mm-hmm. freaking hubris of these people is incredible. Yep. Just, you know, little little ripples in the economy. Everything's fine. You know, we didn't create quite as many jobs as we wanted. We missed our estimate by another 300,000 people that, you know, but hey. Hubbub. And there are several challenges facing the White House right now, not just getting Democrats united on the president's domestic agenda, but also skyrocketing gas prices, a bad jobs report last week. You've seen several issues, and including the president's poll numbers seem to be reflecting that. So how is he viewing all of these challenges that are facing the White House right now? Well, he, one, has an incredible team that's working on all of these issues at one time. Uh, and uh, his view is his responsibility is to continue to uh, forge ahead every day and to work to address the challenges the American people are facing. You didn't mention COVID, but that continues to be uh, on front and center on the minds of the American people. Uh, okay. People uh, want to return back to a version of normal. Uh, they want to go back to uh, ins- knowing that their kids are safe at school, that they can go to their workplaces, that... Uh, how is this a defense? You forgot how we're also effing up COVID. But, uh, they don't have to fear uh, for uh, their safety uh, in communities. He understands that. That's what he's working on every single day. I would say that he also recognizes that uh, right now, uh, getting uh, something done for the American people, uh, working with members to members of Congress to do exactly uh, that, uh, to forge mm-hmm. a path forward to you unite. You can stop, you can stop Jen Psaki. So um, there's still a lot of uh, fuss over this school board stuff. So there was, uh, there's been, you know, we talked about the National School Boards Association asked Biden to call parents domestic terrorists and prosecute them under the Patriot Act. And the FBI said, yeah, we'll get right on that. We mm-hmm. absolutely will get involved in that process. So that's bad. Um, but... Also, another school board story broke this week. In um, to, Was this today? I guess so. Uh, the Daily Wire is reporting this, actually, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Did you read this I story? I did. I did, yep. So the dad, remember the Loudoun County meetings where they arrested mm-hmm. people because they closed it down? Um, so apparently, uh, and the police department confirmed that this actually did happen to the Daily Wire, um, the dad that they arrested at the school board meeting um, was trying to tell the school board that his daughter was sexually assaulted in the bathroom by right. a supposedly trans kid who was in the girls or gender neutral bathroom. Or exactly. Whatever. And that subsequently, after the school board didn't do anything about it, but between the time like the police were investigating it and then like they're due back in court this week, but in the intervening time, sexually assaulted somebody else separately. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that seems like that would have been relevant information to yes. the school board meeting about the gender policies in the bathroom. Yes, those it's in in the, the Daily Wire article has is more detailed in what actually mm-hmm. was done to her, but it was yeah. vile what was done to mm-hmm. her. And um, this is the audio. This is the dad being kicked out after the school board had ordered the police to remove him. Now, hey, John, please don't resist. You guys, don't resist. This is, a, this is an unlawful arrest. I have a first amendment. Listen, listen, you, you do, right? But You're right. Okay, thank you. You're so much listen, listen to me. At this point, the meeting is over, right? It's not over. Listen, it's not over. We were meeting. We were meeting. If you well, the school board got sick of it and made it over. Yep. They declared the meeting an unlawful assembly, so you had to leave it. Absolutely. Um. So just, like, as a reminder that this stuff, like, absolutely does matter and is huge and that people are not pleased and in and not pleased in ways that that really do impact um you know elections like Saki saying that about mm-hmm. covid like oh people want to get back to normal yeah people want normal and they want their schools to reflect their values the schools that they send their kids to and they want to make their voices heard at local school board meetings and impact local elections and um, you know, every step that they take away 
from allowing parents to have those choices for their kids is um, a step that that really um, that really I think hurts Democrats. I saw an incredible statistic today, and so I went to go look and see like whether this was. Tr- true because i like couldn't believe this statistic it was incredible but it is true it's on the census website okay and um the hey he's playing your strat by the way you got to read messages and um mail about we just have to make sure we read it all on the air read more mail. people want you to play your strat oh okay go ahead census website um the the census website what percent of kids, roughly, in the United States do you think are homeschooled? Two. Uh, that used to be kind of similar. It used to be um, there were about 6% of white kids were homeschooled, 6% of Hispanic, 3% of black kids, 5% of Asian, and 6% of others. So, you know, in the, like, 5%-ish range. Mm-hmm. Um, now... Uh, as of, well, this is actually as of last fall. I can't imagine it's gone down. But no. um, starting in the fall of 2020, uh, 12% of Hispanic kids were homeschooled. Uh, 10% of white kids, 16% of black kids are being homeschooled in the past school year. 8% of wow. Asian kids and 12% of other. So uh, really high. Really yeah. high. I mean, like, more than one in ten kids is being homeschooled in the United States right now. So that's th- great. That's it's a huge jump. And and what's more, in the census question, they asked people to differentiate between virtual schooling and homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't just people being confused and checking off like homeschooling because like it was remote school or something. This is like that's a percentage of parents who said no, we're absolutely doing homeschooling independent from the public schools. Um, this stuff that they're doing now with the schools, with the critical race stuff and the gender stuff and the whatever else and the masks, etc., that's uh, not going to make the number go down anytime no. soon. No, so, and I would love the whole system to crash. I'm all for it. Yeah, I hope it does. I really hope it does. Um, so, And I also think that it's going to be interesting because um, Democrats have always sort of had this problem with school choice because they're so beholden to teachers unions mm-hmm. and it's been difficult to reconcile that with their positions of supposedly supporting minorities and minority parents and education for kids who are minorities and trapped in terrible failing school districts um, because the parents of those kids want better opportunities for them, want charter schools, want religious schools, want vouchers, want the capability to send their kids to better schools like wealthy people have Mm -hmm. who are rich and can send their kids to private schools or homeschool them or hire people or whatever, right? And that that poorer people lack those opportunities. And so, you know, if you remember, like Liz Warren got in some trouble over that during her campaign because she's anti-school choice, but she Mm -hmm. sent her kids to private schools and stuff and, and lied about it, said she always sent her kids to public schools, but didn't. And I think that you know, I think that it represents a real opportunity for Republicans to reach uh, voters that they wouldn't normally reach, who wouldn't normally give them a chance because um, because it's becoming so obvious that Democrats like don't have the best interests of these kids at heart at all. Yeah, but then that they're beholden the teachers unions and the, the unions, especially the leadership mm-hmm. uh, high up, are scum. On that note, we'll leave you. Um, happy, is today Tuesday? Only All Tuesday. of the day. Wow. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. You can talk to us in between then on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. You can email us, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Locals, Patreon, YouTube, Rumble, all the places. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.